If you're tired of dieting and stepping on the scale, you're lacking energy and confidence, and you're ready to harness your inner athlete, then you're in the right place. I'm Sherry Shaban, and in each episode, I'll help you to rebuild your fitness identity and empower your deepest transformation so that health and fitness are not just what you do, but who you are. Welcome back to the show, athletes. Today we have with us the amazing Sharon Cohen. Sharon lives her best life by helping women do the same when it comes to their health and well-being. Naturopathic medicine found her as she was continually trying to find answers to the root cause of dis-ease occurring with her circle of friends and family. Her mother's diagnosis of ovarian cancer when she was 25 years old was a turning point in her life. This experience left her devastated. She felt like there was not much offered to her mother in the way of nutritional or emotional support. After months of healing on her part through wonderful counseling and self-empowerment courses, she set out on a mission to find the pieces of the puzzle she felt were missing from the existing healthcare system. She soon realized that disease is alleviated by restoring a healthy balance to mind, body, and soul through proper nutrition, physical activity, stress management techniques, and some gentle guiding towards self-awareness and self-responsibility. Her curiosity and desire for living a healthy, holistic lifestyle turned a passion into a profession. She uses her vast knowledge, training, and more than 20 years of experience as a certified naturopath, bioset intolerance practitioner, and craniosacral therapist to help women to recognize that radiant health lies within their innate wisdom. Welcome to the show, Sharon. I'm so happy to be here, Sherry. Thank you for contacting me. Oh, so am I. You come so highly recommended in your amongst your peers. You are amazing. I don't even know where to begin with the questions, but perhaps you can share with us, how did this all get started? You have so many tools under your belt. How, how did this start for you? Ah, I was always interested in health and well-being. I used to flip through my cousin's medical journals. He was a doctor when I was a little girl. And I found it fascinating, the human body and how it worked and, and mostly how, to, how our mind works. So I went to study psychology and um, I never really liked school until I got to CJEP and I found psychology courses and I couldn't get enough. And then I went on to university and it was the same thing. And I just was so passionate about the human mind. And then, as you said, my mother got sick. I was 25. She was 50 years old when she was diagnosed. And I walked her through uh, surgery, radiation, chemotherapy. And um, it was a long, very difficult road watching her. Um, watching her get weaker and weaker over two and a half years. And then she passed away uh, at 67 pounds. Mm. And uh, like you said, I was pretty devastated. And my mother was my best friend. Mm -hmm. And I started to, to I look back at everything that had happened. And she got very good care in the hospital. And it wasn't about the hospital and the doctors. Every, that was all really wonderful. But for me, I realized there was something missing. There was a missing piece of the puzzle. How come she was getting so weak? 
what was there to help her be strong, not only strong physically, but strong emotionally. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember that I, my son, uh, I had a son, uh, Josh, who's now 29 years old, and he was one years old. And I was sitting at the kitchen table feeding him and I loved being a mom. And I, and I said to my husband, I love being a mother, but, and, and I started to cry and he said, why are you crying? And I said, because I feel there's something else and I don't know what it is. Mm. Something else driving me, something else I'm here for. And so he said, well, just, you know, see what comes your way in the next little while. And within, I think it was a week, a girlfriend of mine invited me to an evening session at a naturopathic school. And I said, oh, whatever, I'll go. I'm interested in health. And I sat there for three hours and a light bulb went on and I went, oh my gosh, I think this is what I've been looking for. Mm. And that started my ventures. So that was a long time ago. I started in school 28 years ago and I started working as a naturopath in 1995, mm -hmm. so 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. And the passion was that I could understand how to build the body, how to build the cells, how to have a healthy mind, how to talk to the body, that the body's made up of energy and that we're creators in our life. And we can actually, you know, talk to ourselves and not only nourish them physically with high energy foods, but nourish them energetically, sending them beautiful thoughts and talking to ourselves and say, hey, let's be healthy and well, let's focus on healthy thoughts. Right. And that changed my life. It was, wow, you right. know, it was so amazing. Yeah. And that's kind of what we spoke about a little bit before we started recording right now, talking about, it's not about laziness or it's not about lack of motivation. That is a person's greatest block between them and achieving their desired level of health and fitness. But instead it's that internal dialogue and it's the meaning yes. that they give to certain life events. And that meaning is completely yes. our option. Things happen to us all the time. That is out of our control but the way we decide to give them value or to give them a definition in our life is completely in our control. So I understand you also use that method when you work with your patients. You don't just work with them on a physical level, but you also work with them on an energetic and emotional level. Yes. How did that start? Um, it started in school when I was introduced to the energy body to the auric field, to the chakras, to uh, we, I studied some courses from Barbara Brennan school, which is just fascinating in the world of energy. And I started to realize the truth of who we are, that we look like physical beings that mm -hmm. I end here and you begin over there. But our energy fields are all enmeshed. And the truth is that we're all connected to each other. You know, our whole world is like a big spider web. Mm -hmm. And when something shifts, we all shift. And it's beautiful. It's like the fascia in our body. And I'm sure being an osteopath, you know about the fascia, right? Mm -hmm. So you move one thing, another thing shifts, all right. right? So it's quite fascinating. And when I learned about energy, I realized that I could manipulate 
my energy, that I could raise my vibration when I'm feeling down, just through words. And Dr. Masaru Emoto, he did some beautiful work with crystalline structures with water. Mm-hmm. And so I'm familiar he, with it, with this ex- experiment, but I want you to share with our with our yes. listeners. Yeah. You want to, oh, you want to share Masaru Emoto. Beautiful experiment. So what he did was he put water in the middle of a room, like a big container of water, and he had people around it. And he had them pray to the water and send good vibes. I love you. You're beautiful. I'm so grateful for you. And then he took these water Uh, the water and he froze it into crystalline structures and they made these beautiful kind of snowflake looking very, um, they each had its own character, but they all looked so symmetrical. And then he took the same water and he had people yelling and saying, I hate you and you're ugly and you're fat and, and all these things and playing really loud, very, um, how would you say it? Kind of garage, but I don't know, terrible like music. Heavy like metal really, music and heavy really metal type of yeah. music. Mm-hmm. And the crystalline structures were like all turned in on them yeah. themselves. Yeah. And it showed that even the way we talk to ourselves, not even, even talking, but thinking, our thoughts create right. ourselves. And there's a lot of amazing, amazing research done with Greg Braden about our thoughts. And he uh, has monks be and hold space for people that had tumors. Mm-hmm. And they did pictures of the tumors as these monks were standing and holding a space of this person is healed. Mm-hmm. And the tumors started shrinking. I mean, this is the world of energy. It's fascinating. So we really have to watch our mind and the thoughts that we have because they are directing the cells as well. And we could raise the vibration of our food just by putting good energy into it. Right. Right. I I always say whenever I cook a meal, I, I tell my kid that the secret ingredient that went in there is love. And that's the difference. You can make the same recipe yes, and it comes out differently depending on, were you stressed making the food? And, you know, there are a lot of also different cultures, Hindu religions as well, that do an offering first for their food and they don't taste their food because it's, it's all for Krishna, right? So yeah. definitely energy is first started in our mind and it's our, it's our thoughts. That's the first way we propagate energy and we manifest energy into actual physical form, the more we give into these thoughts, the more we focus on these thoughts and the more they are overtaking our mind. Imagine walking into a gym with the intention of wanting to change your physical form, but the whole entire time you have this internal dialogue of exactly kind of what you mentioned before, how much you're, you know, you're not good at this, how you're inexperienced, you don't look like that other person who's training next to you, you're not not comfortable with your body, and you're constantly having this negative self-talk. It's so impossible to ever see your results or to ever get that, that high from, from training that you're seeking. Yes. Beautifully said. Yes, I totally agree with you. And and so let's talk for a minute about these thoughts. Where do mm-hmm. they come from? Mm-hmm. 
So the majority of our belief system and our thoughts come out of our belief system happens between zero to seven or mm -hmm. even in vitro because the child, the little child could, or baby could feel, right? And get a sense of its mother's energy. Mm -hmm. And then we come out and from zero to seven, we're like sponges. So there's not reasoning yet. So it's whatever is said, it's like, oh, you're stupid. Okay, I'm stupid. Oh, girls can't do math. Okay, I can't do math. Okay. And these are programs. They just register, 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 right? Right. And then around seven, we start reasoning. Someone says, oh, you're stupid. Well, wait a minute. You know, what does that mean? And why am I stupid? And she's not stupid. You know, you start to question more things. So these are very important ears. Mm very important years and so if you're a mother or a father listening to this and you think you've screwed up don't beat yourself up because we're all doing the best we can with yep. the consciousness <laughs> and tools that we have at the time because <laughs> i went through that so um it's very important to watch our thoughts and beliefs because a lot of times we're on automatic mm -hmm. And to catch those automatic thoughts and go, whoa, does that, and sometimes we say them and it doesn't even feel good. And it, it's very important to be awake and aware and say, is that really who I am and what I believe now? Or is it just an automatic belief or thought that I've had for years and years and years? Maybe it's time to question, Right. question, right? Yeah. And that's when we start to shift a lot when we start to question what are these things coming out of my mouth mm -hmm. what are these thoughts and these thoughts supporting me and and also start to very important to be aware of how, of what gives us energy and what depletes our energy right right so I, coming back to some of the the things that you were saying about our programming a lot yeah. of this programming also comes from other people. So I like that you said, create awareness around it. Where is this coming from? Yes. Is this my belief system or was it something my dad or my school teacher said or my swim coach said when I was seven years old that I couldn't do this thing or I was better suited for this other thing? So right away, screening our thoughts will help to create a shift in identity. And if I create a shift in identity, it can't match that same thought pattern that I had from the past because it, they just don't they just don't intertwine so right. how do you then how do you then as an adult create a system where you're screening these thoughts if we're getting a lot of this programming from our childhood yes how do we learn to start to screen these thoughts and I think it kind of com comes in line with what you're saying about you, you know what's fueling your energy or what's robbing you of your energy yes right? yes to be aware and awake of that of uh, what makes you feel good? When do you feel alive? When do you lose track of time? Mm. Right? And when are you like feel all scrunched up in your body, all you don't feel well? A lot of women that I see, they say, oh, I feel sick in the pit of my stomach. Mm. You know, when do you have those? When do you feel constricted? Mm. That's real. Then you'll know that there's the head and the heart are not in alignment mm -hmm. when you feel all constricted. Something's off here, mm -hmm. right? And um, it's also important because you were talking about those, you're right, that those 
thoughts and beliefs come from other people, our teachers, and and very much our parents, mm -hmm. and maybe any other siblings that were in the house mm -hmm. when we were little. One thing that's super important to raise to help raise your vibration is forgiveness, mm -hmm. and to realize that those people in your life, again, did the best they could with the consciousness and tools they had at that time. And usually, if they're speaking from a, you know, from if those are wounded thoughts, then they were speaking from a wounded place just because they're maybe not conscious to he, he, that they are wounded in certain areas. And we all have our wounds, you know, and maybe they were brought up by wounded parents, you know, and, and in some way, shape or form, we all have um, places where we're broken. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's beautiful. And it's a wonderful place to start our healing journey. Mm -hmm. is to realize what are my wounds mm -hmm. right what takes up a lot of space and energy what to in inside me what thoughts mm -hmm. right who am i blaming where am i paying the victim mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in my life right or the savior or the perpetrator <laughs> so and who's the perpetrator in this scenario who do i blame for me being that way it's very disempowering to the person and very draining of our energy field yeah that's right and and all of these past wounds are energy transfers you're, you're transferring from generation to generation yes and i truly yes. believe it's the moment Good. where you look at this event this life event that happened and you reframe and say this didn't happen to me victim this happened for me empowerment where I can now take control of the situation and I'm going to realize there is good in this. There's something great about this. I just have to find what it is. And oftentimes that's difficult. And I'm, I am in no way undermining anyone's loss or, or past traumas, but understanding that this had to have happened for me to be able to share this gift with others and possibly for you to share. And I, I resonate with the story of the loss of your mom. I also lost, lost my mom to cancer and she was also my best friend. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's hard, but you realize this had to have happened at that time in my life because this ignited that passion in me. I found my purpose. And a lot of that drive was from watching that suffering and being that empath in this situation on so many different levels that drove me to pursue knowledge to help others. So how do you how do you treat Beautiful. How do you treat, how do you work with a person and work with their energetic field, hoping that they can be open to this process? Because a lot of people are not. Yes. Yes. So I don't really hope anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have uh, really no expectations. Mm -hmm. um, I provide, um, I, I look at myself, I, I don't heal anybody, mm -hmm. first of all right? I am a, I provide a safe, loving space mm -hmm. for people to come and explore and explore. And um, we start with what they see as the disease. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it is physical. Like you said, I work mostly with women. So I see women with out of balance, hormones, PMS, 
menopausal symptoms, a lot of digestive problems, young girls, young ladies, how many hundreds have I seen in their 20s with so many digestive challenges? And so one of the first questions I ask is, what are you having a hard time digesting in your life? Mm. Mm -hmm. right? Because it's very rarely just physical. And almost always that gives me an opening, a door opens for us to go deeper. And what I do is I learned a process called the therapeutic process of just asking questions to support women to go deeper within themselves and discover their own answers and have their own aha moments mm -hmm. and hold the space of, of love and non-judgment and non-judgment. And um, so it's really a beautiful dance that goes on. Mm -hmm. Right. And yes, we do talk about nutrition because I really believe that true healing is on the physical, the emotional, the intellectual, the spiritual. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to address it all. And do we look at the physical? Yes. I offer hair mineral analysis to look at if there's heavy metals in the body that could be bogging down the system. We also look to see if the person is nutrient deprived as well as the state of the adrenals from chronic stress. Mm -hmm. I offer blood tests for food intolerance because that could really wreak havoc as well. Take a lot of, if we're eating foods we're intolerant to, it could take a lot of energy from the body, right? right? To process all those foods. And the third thing I offer is um, hormone saliva testing to see where you're at with the five respective hormones and how we could support that. And I always, always start with food. As Hippocrates said, the father of, yeah. of <laughs> the father of Western medicine, let food be thy medicine. So we always start there. And then if necessary, work with the specific, whatever we find in the testing and, and uh, possibly supplementation. But also you, you talked about energy. Mm. And so I teach people how to be more conscious and aware of their energy field, to be aware and awake to when they feel totally nourished and flourishing and when they feel constricted um, and depleted. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are feeling depleted, especially at this time. Uh, we've gone through a lot in these last nine months, shall we say? Right, right. Pandemic <laughs> has weighed very heavily on us. Yes. But you mentioned such a beautiful thing that it's not what's happening, but it's your relationship to what's happening. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are flourishing and making, they're the ones that are making the best of it. And they realize if this is what's so, let's have fun. Let's enjoy it. And for others, it's harder. And there's no judgment about that. Right. And there's also no judgment about seeking help because, you know, it's some, it's not always easy to do it on your own. 
No, definitely not. And and there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with getting guidance. Even even for me as a professional, I seek mm. guidance from other professionals all the time. And there's never a, a state where I feel that I know it all. In fact, I, when I see a professional, I want to walk in there as a patient. I just want help. I'm here to help. I don't even want my thoughts to self-diagnose whatever I'm going through. But instead, I'm I'm open to always hearing something new and looking at a different perspective. Beautiful. And I love what you said about hearing something new, mm-hmm. because I see the world as we all come in, if you imagine a sphere at a different place in the sphere. So we manifest here on, on earth. But if I manifest on the top right part of the sphere and you manifest on the bottom left, you're going to see the world different than I can. Mm-hmm. And so instead of judging each other, wouldn't it be great if we listened to each other like, wow, that's so cool. What do you see from up there? Because I can't see that. Yes. <laughs> right? and, and be open to new perspectives mm-hmm. of something that, you know, I can only see what I could see. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot that I can't see that I don't even know that I can't see. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, and that's definitely what makes you a professional that will continue to grow because if you're not learning new information, you're you can't grow. You're you're yes. stagnant, you're you're dying, you're either growing or you're dying. So you mentioned let food be thy medicine and let medicine be thy food. So what what type of diet? And when we obviously are talking about diet, it's not restrictions of calories. Well, what type of diet do you recommend for your patients? Okay, that, that's a great question. So first of all, I work with people, not diseases. Right. Right. And so each person is its own entity and everybody gets their own kind of unique, uniquely designed package mm-hmm. that we work on together because it's so important for me to ask the person, what are you willing to do? What are you not willing to do? So we always start with that because it's ridiculous if I'm gonna make all these recommendations and people, you know, aren't, everybody's in a different place and Mm -hmm. that's fine. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a different amount of time to put into really making healthy food. So I work with, I always, listen I always listen for the listening over there Mm -hmm. and and work with that number one (laughs) so there's no one package Mm -hmm. number two um there I think nutrient dense food is of utmost importance so lots of nutrient dense foods so and as close to nature as possible Mm -hmm. as a rule of thumb right right so as toxin free as possible so as close to the way nature has given us our gifts Mm -hmm. whole foods essentially whole foods right (laughs) exactly um and so i think it's important as well to eat clean food Mm -hmm. So the least amount of herbicides, pesticides, glyphosate, et cetera, et cetera, um, because then our body has to deal with all those toxins. Mm -hmm. So a clean, healthy, whole foods diet. And then if the person gets a blood food intolerance, we know right off the bat 
uh, what foods aggravate them or cause inflammatory response in the body, right? right? And if they don't want to do that, sometimes we could do an elimination diet. If I suspect there's food tolerance intolerances, it just takes longer and you need more patience, but mm -hmm. both are fine. Mm -hmm. Both are fine. Um, and clean, very clean filtered water mm -hmm. and lots of it. Mm -hmm. Approximately half your body weight in ounces. Mm. I'm also love, uh, I think if people are eating meat, not all of my clients do, but I'm a very big fan of bone broth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bone broth has a lot of collagen. It has a glutamine, which heals the lining of the gut. If you have leaky gut, um, there's so many amino acids and minerals and, um, you know, so I love teaching people how to make great bo bone broths. It's, and uh, it's always on my Facebook page and what have you. I'm always posting things that I'm up to like that. Mm -hmm. And fermented foods are mm -hmm. very important for our gut microbiome, yeah. which 80% or more of our immune system is in our gut. Mm -hmm. And so everybody should be learning how to take care best of their gut. Mm -hmm. right so fermented foods bone broth good healthy whole foods clean and as clean as possible and if you can't afford organic grow as much as you can I love having a garden in the, in the summer for me there's something very primal about going out and growing and picking your own vegetables <laughs> yeah I absolutely so right. A plant-rich diet, neutrally, neutrally plant dense foods is what we should choose most of the time. Most of the time. And for women, a lot of good, healthy omega-3 fat, fats, like a good wild-caught salmon, see your seeds, flaxseed, ground flax, chia, hemp, if you could tolerate eggs, so, and avocados. Mm -hmm. Yum very very healthy food and then your nuts if uh, a lot of people can't tolerate nuts very well but nuts are very great omega-3 walnuts are terrific for your brain almonds have a lot of calcium for women for our bones if you have a hard time digesting nuts i recommend that you soak them in the refrigerator overnight and then just dry them out on the lowest temperature in your stove for an hour an hour and a half and then refrigerate them in glass in in the yeah in the refrigerator put them because they have very fragile oils mm -hmm. so you don't want them to go rancid same with your seeds in in your pantry mm -hmm. that would be good mm -hmm. that's amazing i you know i i truly believe that nature has provided for us the right types of food in the right type of packaging and full of all the nutrients that we could possibly need in order to fuel a healthy gut microbiome in fact, yes. I believe yes. that our first goal when it comes to nutrition should be to feed those guys, to feed the bacteria. What, what do they need to eat? What shall I feed them in order for them to thrive? And once we tap into that and we're living in a space where we're not counting calories, we're not weighing out our food, we're yes. not following this diet that tells us we should eat this or should not eat that and restricting certain food groups entirely because apparently it causes weight gain. But if instead we focus on these nutrients to feed our gut microbiome, instantly yes. we're going to be able to choose the right type of foods that we need in the right amounts. Yes, beautiful. And 
fermented foods, start fermenting yeah. foods. Wonderful ferment vegetables and cabbage makes sauerkraut and yeah. kimchi. And I'm a water kefir crazy person. Mm -hmm. I do every flavor under the earth. Every week I <laughs> I just experiment with flavors, you know, in for the water kefir and just drink it. It's wonderful to help in a natural way. And it's inexpensive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I think probiotics are wonderful for certain people. I mm -hmm. think they can be expensive. I think there's other ways ferment your own food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're exactly. into right. And with Google, we have access to everything. So experiment. Right. Right. Fun. I'm, I'm totally with you with all the fermented foods and, and getting our bacteria from plants in general. And it's interesting because when we do look at probiotics, yes, you're right, they are expensive and there's a lot that we can find from the pharmacy. But, but the thing is when we're purchasing the right types of probiotics, they can be very beneficial. And when yes. we're purchasing probiotics based on price and you know, based on ease and of access, then we may be getting the wrong strains for us. Yes. We may get in small, smaller quantities that won't really impact our gut microbiome. And of course, who knows how they've been held on the shelf, how long they've been held on the shelf for, and just how effective they are. So if we are going for, for um, probiotics, it's really important to make sure that we're at least taking some time to research whether or not these will actually be effective. Yes, Sherry, that, that's so perfect what you said. And that's what a lot of people come see me for yeah. is to sort out because I spent 10 years doing research on supplements. And um, so it's much, much better to know what you're buying and to make sure that you are buying supplements that are easily absorbable because we are not necessarily what we eat, but what we can absorb into the cells or else you get expensive pee. Mm. And who needs that, right? <laughs> do you think we need supplements? Um, I think some people do after doing hundreds of hair mineral analysis. I see that um, we are suffering a lot of our culture or a lot of us here in North America, believe it or not, even though we have a multitude of foods, we could get anything we want. A lot of the food in regular farming is depleted mm. because they're not doing crop rotation. That's one of the reasons. And so we're leaching the same nutrients out of the ground. And a lot of the food is depleted in the nutrient, vital nutrients that we need. That's number one. Number two, a lot of people have leaky gut, mm -hmm. which means uh, possibly a lot of inf inflammation in the gut lining, mm -hmm. uh, which means the absorption in the small intestine may not be optimal. Mm -hmm. So that's number two. Also, you know, eating foods that we're intolerant to creates more inflammation and then the body's fighting to kind of break it down and move it out mm -hmm. so who wants to use their energy for that when you could use the energy to create your life and live it the way that you want with great vitality right right, right. absolutely so well said i have a final question for you as we wrap up this call here and I wanted to ask you in your opinion and from your experience over the last 20 years, what do you feel is a person's greatest block from achieving their results in health and fitness and whatever, whatever that is for them? 
the greatest block. Um, you know, you asked me that question. I, I'm get, I realized I'm getting teary-eyed. It's really emotional for me um, because I, I see women struggling um, with their own love and compassion for themselves. Mm -hmm. And as you said in the beginning, a lot of us are very hard on ourselves and we've forgotten the magnificent, beautiful, beautiful women that we are and people that we are and radiant beings and creators that we are. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of beliefs that we can't do it. Am I worthy to do it? Mm -hmm. um, you know, am I deserving to have it all? And not all, not all these thoughts are conscious, but a lot of times when we dig into the subconscious mind, we find these debilitating thoughts underneath all of our all of our good thoughts or the thoughts of our goals. You know, we set goals, but then there's this sabotage going on in the subconscious mind at the same time. Right. And what we put out there, we create more of. And sometimes we don't even realize that we're putting that out there, those thoughts out there. Yeah. So I think the greatest thing, greatest focus we could have as women, as people, is to really allow ourselves to, as you would take care and love a young child that was struggling, we need to take care of the young child within us who may be struggling. And it's usually those sabotaging thoughts, if we listen to them, they're usually from the young child of us, mm -hmm. right? So we need to wrap our arms around her and we need to tell her she's okay. And we need to tell her that she's so beautiful, whatever you would tell your child and that she could do anything and create anything that she wants, right? Yeah. And so that's what's so important. So that's a lot of the conversation that we have is, is can I feel safe enough to look at what are those unconscious thoughts and beliefs and hurts and pains and wounds that are blocking me from creating everything that I dream about and that I'm passionate about, right? so beautiful yeah. so so well said so and, and I, I I couldn't agree more and it really is feeling that you are worth it that you are capable that you are yeah. seen that you are able and that you are this walking miracle of amazing energies and processes and creation like you say and that yeah. we can achieve anything we desire and also always keeping in mind that like attracts like. The more yeah. I think and focus on how amazing I am, the more amazing I will become. And the more I focus on how I am not worth it, how I'm not capable, I'll surround myself by people who also speak the same way, who also yes. feel the same way. And that will constantly be the energetic field that I'm always in. I can't get yeah. out of that. There's no yes. way. 
Yes, and surround yourself. I mean, I, I, I feel so blessed to have created a, my posse, my tribe yeah. of beautiful, beautiful women and girlfriends and where we support each other, yeah. where we speak to our greatness. When one of us forgets, you know, we remind each other that we are enough. We are enough. Yeah. And that's, that's pure love. Pure love is reminding you of your greatness. It's not people weighing you down and constantly reminding you of what you cannot do. Thank yes. you so much, Sharon. Are there any final words you want to share with us today? Um, I just want to thank you so much mm -hmm. for creating this platform so that, you know, we can share love and light and our passions and in the world, right? Because that's what keeps us well and healthy. That's what keeps us well. And I am so grateful for people like you for doing, sharing their light in the world, living your passion as you are, right? And I'm so grateful for the women that I could touch in my field mm -hmm. that come and allow me, because by them showing up, they allow me to do mm -hmm. what I love to do and to shine my light in the world. And that keeps me well and healthy, mm -hmm. right? So let's radiate that out and keep on shining your brightest light. Whoever's listening, whoever's listening. You are a beautiful white light, Sharon. And it's so clear that you are here to create massive value and to help people. And very, very lucky also to have you on the show today. So how do our listeners find you? So you can go to my website, uh, SharonCohen.ca and uh, all my information's there. I also offer a free 30 minute phone consultation to anybody who would just like to um, find out maybe how I could support them and pick my brains a little and um, maybe who don't really know much about naturopathy and then I can share uh, the possibilities of uh, what that could be for them in their life, in their life, with their light. <laughs> yes. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. We're going to include all of these links for our listeners in our credits here. And remember that we are the product of the five people that we spend the most time with. So after this call, yes. And listening to all of these important messages, I hope you take a moment to look around you athletes and make sure that those around you are supporting your journey and yes. supporting you to become your highest self. Beautiful. And uh, can I add one more thing? Oh, please. I just remembered that uh, we've been giving a women's circle for the last couple of years. And so uh, if you want to sign up with my Facebook page, so Sharon Cohn, naturopath, this is where women of like mind come together to um, share our thoughts, our challenges, uh, and create a safe space. It's like a love-in. So yeah. if you're into that, if you're looking for like-minded women, if you're looking to raise your vibration and connect in a healthy way, come and join us. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sharon, for being on here today. 
Thank you for having me and many, many blessings to you, Sherry. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fall in Love with Fitness. Whether you're already on your fitness journey or just getting started, we're in this together. Just head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a review, and you'll be entered into the drawing to win my six-week transformation course. Then go to fallinlovewithfitness.com and get your free gift from me so you get back your energy and reinvigorate your life. Join me on the next episode, and remember, you are an inspiration.